Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Our journey around the Holy Land has brought us to the Mount of Beatitudes this morning, Colin, and here we are. We can probably hear the group singing behind us, and we've shared communion with our own group. But you love this place. It's a special place for you. Well, it's a place where people can come and just spend some time reflectively to be with the Lord. There's a tremendous sense of peace all the way around the Sea of Galilee, and we've just had a, a wonderful time of communion together. Let me read the opening verses of what we call the Sermon on the Mount that was preached here. Now when he saw the crowds, he went up on a mountain and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. These are wonderful words, and there's not time to go into great detail as to the meaning of all of them, but I want you to notice that Jesus was talking first and foremost to his disciples. This Sermon on the Mount is a very practical sermon of how to live the life of the kingdom here on earth. Remember, Jesus taught us to pray, May your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that prayer is given within the context of this sermon, of this teaching that happened uh, in this place where we are now. And you know, as you look at the sermon in chapters 5, 6, and 7 of Matthew, you understand that it's totally impossible for anybody who is outside the Christian community to be able to live according to this teaching. You know, you hear some people say, well, I no longer live under the law, I live by grace, as if, you know, the commands of God are, are not that important. But as you read this sermon, you see that the standards that God expects of those who are in Christ are much greater than any standards that were expected under the law. Uh, and there is a lot of contrast that Jesus makes between what was said in the law and what he teaches. For example, um, he says that uh, under the law, of course, you shall not murder. He says, but if any of you is angry with his brother in his heart, you've already committed murder in your heart. I mean, that's a much higher standard, isn't it? We know that one of the commands of God is that we're not to commit adultery, but Jesus says if you look upon a woman lustfully, you've already committed adultery with her in your heart. So Jesus is obviously 
aiming at the heart. He knows that it's, it's very, very important for people to have the right heart. And of course, when we're born again, God gives us a new heart. He doesn't just improve our old hearts. He fulfills the prophetic word, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. So it's only really possible for Christians to live this sermon because they have received the kingdom of God. Jesus said the kingdom of God is not over here or there, but the kingdom of God is within you. And God has given us his spirit, his own spirit. He's put that spirit within us to enable us to fulfill these words in the power of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. And even if we go through those opening sentences that we read just now, those Beatitudes, if you're born again and have received the Spirit of God, you can see how those words are already being fulfilled in you. Who are the poor in spirit? They are those who really recognize their need of God. And Jesus says, well, the kingdom of heaven is already yours. The kingdom of heaven is within you. You have received that kingdom. Then he said, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Well, God has comforted us. That means he's strengthened us. How has he done that? He's given us the comforter, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has come to live in you. He says, blessed are the meek. The meek are the humble. And you know, you, you have to humble yourself to become a Christian, don't you? You have to repent and believe. You need to humble yourself before the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, well, the humble, the meek, they will inherit the earth. And then he says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Well, this is what God wants in the lives of all of his people, all those who are true disciples of Jesus, all those who are born again. He wants us to really long to live the righteous lives, to, to know that we are righteous before God because all our sins are washed away and we now have the righteousness of Jesus. But actually to live righteous lives, to live that out in practice. And Jesus says, they will be filled. In other words, the Holy Spirit of God, the life of God will fill us when we long to live the righteous lives that he wants us to live. And then Jesus said, blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. And you know in the Lord's Prayer it says, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. It's for us always to be merciful to others so that we can always rely and depend upon the fact that God will be merciful to us. Then blessed are the pure in heart, because this is what Jesus did in his teaching, didn't he? He always aimed at the heart. Yes, God has given us a new heart, a pure heart, and he wants us to live with that purity of heart. He doesn't want our hearts to become contaminated again out of a love for worldliness, a love for sin. He wants us to keep in that place of absolute purity. And then he says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Well, we know that through our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we are made the sons of God. We are at peace with him, we can be at peace with others, and we can even be at peace with ourselves, because we know that we're totally accepted and forgiven by God. But we're also peacemakers. We want to lead others to make their peace with God, to know the peace of God. Peacemakers are not those that try to end all the conflicts in the world, but those that bring people into that living relationship with God, whereby they may be at peace with him. 
And then uh, Jesus says, blessed are those who are persecuted, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. You know, we shouldn't be afraid of persecution. We shouldn't be surprised at it either. Jesus suffered a lot of opposition in the in the course of his ministry, and so did the disciples in the early church. There was often persecution where people were in danger of their lives simply because they professed faith in Jesus Christ. So the kind of persecution that most of us have to experience and endure is very light by comparison to what others, even in the world today, um, have to experience. I mean, in some countries, people are imprisoned and even killed. They're martyred simply because of their faith in Christ. It is happening all around us. In fact, uh, it's believed that there are more martyrs that are made every year in the present day than there ever have been in the history of the church. That's quite a thought, isn't it? And, you know, we can be oblivious to that fact. We just do not realize how many people around the world, some in Muslim countries, some in completely atheistic countries, how many of them are actually being killed simply because they refuse to renounce their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So we are blessed, most of us, to be living where, yes, there may be opposition to the truth, but not that kind of persecution. So how are we to view this Sermon on the Mount? Well, I suggest that you read through these chapters 5, 6, and 7 of Matthew. And don't look at it as a law book, but understand that Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commands. If you love me, you will want to live according to the lifestyle that I purpose for you. You will want to live the life of my kingdom here on earth. And you know, when we live the life of the kingdom, rather than just talk about the kingdom, then we become witnesses. And that's what Jesus wants of every one of us. That um, when we receive the Holy Spirit, we are to be God's witnesses in the world. And a witness is different from an evangelist. Evangelist is someone who has a particular anointing to bring lots of people into faith and to a living relationship with Christ. But a witness, by the evidence of his life, by the example that he sets, causes people to ask questions. A witness in a court of law is someone who has to answer questions. And really, the way in which you live should cause people to ask all the right questions. Why do you love like you do? Why, why are you so peaceful and calm? Why, why are you always ready to forgive? Why are you always the first to serve? Why are you so generous in your attitudes? These are the kind of questions people ought to be asking about us. And then we can say, well, it's not really me. It's the grace of God. It's, it's the presence of Christ. It's the one who lives in me that is able to express something of his life through me. And yes, I expect all of us would like to say, oh, if only Christ was more evidently expressed in my life. But praise God, he is always willing to be merciful. He's always willing to forgive the times when we do fail. But don't let's just be resigned to failure. 
let's be determined that we're going to trust in the Holy Spirit of God who guides us into all the truth of his word and we're going to seek to live that word for his glory. We want Jesus to be revealed in us and through us so that more and more people may have their hearts turned to God, may come to know him, become part of his kingdom and have the great and wonderful gift of eternal life. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 